Do the trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Our bestseller is all they're cracked up to be. Here at Terrible Book Club, we explore whether you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. You ever passed a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Episode 73 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Paris and this is Chris. Hello. This time we read A Christmas Rescue by Samantha Chase. We read this as a sort of asynchronous crossover with the Amazon Book Club, uh, our fellow friend book club podcast over in New York. They read another book in this same series. They read the first book called Christmas in Silver Bell Falls. Uh, so all these books take place in Silver Bell Falls. Uh, and basically every citizen of this town lives in a Heartwarming, flavorless, lifetime Christmas movie. It uh, sounds kind of like a weird groundhog day. Not really like Groundhog Day, but it just sounds yeah. kind of hellish in like a permanent holiday. I'm sure all of them take place during Christmas, but when you name your town Silver Bell Falls, I'm sure there's some kind... Like, it just sounds like everyone's edging constantly for Christmas the whole year. <laughs> and then when it happens, everyone just unloads their cheer all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is what it's like. Um... So yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, Amazon Book Club pals. We uh, we appreciate. You should listen to them. They are very funny. Oh yeah, (laughs) they actually, but they don't read the whole book, which might be the smarter way to be doing this thing. To be honest, oh oh, absolutely, they are absolutely (laughs) doing this in the more efficient, more sane way. Uh, We are stupid and insane (laughs) in comparison. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't think about like, well, I don't have to read all, but then. You know, they're a little bit more comedy-focused than us. We're comedy-focused, but we like to try to get a little critical, too. Yeah, so so to be clear, the Amazon Book Club picks a random book on Amazon every week, and they read the first page, uh, 25% through, halfway through, 75%, and then the final page of the book. So all in all, they're only reading about five pages of the book. <laughs> so, you know, Might again... Be overall better for their mental health. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they also do this every week, and there's no... I mean, if we were doing this every week, we would we would have Listen, to be. You got to be paying me the big bucks to like if you really want me to slog through. Um, oh, we speaking are of tax now, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bucks speaking are big of... enough at the moment. Yes, yeah, speaking of, I uh, I miscalculated some or misread some tax law. Turns out. <laughs> And oh, I no. thought that, Are you going to throw it at the slammer for reading no, terrible books, no. Paris? I, I swear to God, if I go to jail for this. No. <laughs> what is the dumbest thing to go to prison for? No, no, no. Uh, no, nothing bad is happening. I just. What are you in for? I killed 57 people by running them over. What did you do? I read terrible books and I didn't pay the government their cut <laughs> of our patron money. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that we wouldn't have to actually pay taxes until we were making. $10,000 a year. Turns out in the state of Massachusetts and the state of Vermont, uh, we reside in Massachusetts, uh, that, that limit is actually only $600 a year, and we have passed that, so... <laughs> Taxman comes knocking real early. <laughs> yeah, fucking 
mass in Vermont? Like what the re- you know what you know what the limit is for the rest of the country? Twenty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> So, you know, I wish I could say that's what we're making on this podcast, but we're, it's not. We're giving back to the community by reading the terrible books that you can send your children to school. Maybe we maybe we filled <laughs> maybe we filled an eighth of a pothole somewhere. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I, we we fucking need it, man. Oh. Is oh, are we funding all the reconstruction of the MBTA? Is this why I can't? T- actually take the train on the weekend right now <laughs> oh yeah this is why i'm woken up with construction sounds constantly because i am also experiencing construction near my house on the mbta oh, uh, oh all right yeah. let's how about so anyway talk about a book because well, there's not much to talk oh, about. i know well but before we do thanks so much uh patrons for supporting us to the point that we have to fill out tax yes, forms and consider becoming an llc i really appreciate it <laughs> really. kind of <laughs> This, this isn't sarcastic at all. It really isn't. No, it I is. know I sound very sarcastic, but it isn't. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if, you, if you've never listened to the show before, uh, obviously, we uh, we read books we think will not be good. So we do the opposite of what everyone else in the world does. Uh, you know, when you're going out looking for a book, you're going to pick up something you think you'll like. We do the opposite. We pick up things we think we will hate, and then we decide if we do or not. Most of the time, we do end up hating the books, uh, but, you know, sometimes we like them. So... It's always an experiment every time. Always an adventure. We've been pleasantly surprised before. Oh, yeah. A couple times. All right. Uh, Honestly, this episode's going to be fairly wholesome. There's no real content warnings here. You know, you've got our usual barnyard language. I mean, there's there's we might mention that people have sex, but thank God this book just fucking cuts to black for that shit. Every single Um, time, mercifully. (laughs) Uh, We got some some talk about homelessness uh, and like youth homelessness, and there's a lot of dogs, uh, but in yeah, Christmas, if you have an allergy to like dogs over audio form, maybe don't listen to this one, even though the dogs aren't th- like they're really set dressing. So, yeah, and there's obviously a lot of talk about fucking Christmas. So, you know, yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, do you want to grace us with the summary, or do you want me to do this? Yeah, this one's mercifully short, so maybe I won't fuck it up like every other time I try to read anything. <laughs> okay. Bailey Walsh thought saving a litter of puppies right before Christmas was the perfect Christmas miracle. But when she gets snowed in with her veterinarian boss, who is somehow incredibly sexy and incredibly grinchy, she finds it miraculous in a whole other way. Oh, good job, Chris. That was perfect. Thank you. I, nice tr- I had to hold reading. on for two whole sentences. So. <laughs> you did it. It was a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas time uh, is here. No. I can speak the words what? on the page. What are you and doing? In my mouth. I'm concerned. Christmas time is here. Yay. What was that? <laughs> What was that? I'm getting in the Christmas mood. There's there's terrible Christmas music all the time, everywhere, all the, during the holidays, and I'm sure that's happening in this book too. Just like there's what does anything take place outside of the vet office? Mm. I guess like in the street outside the vet office and kind of at the shelter one time. Yeah, and when they're in the truck going to get the dog. Anyway, we should talk about <laughs> uh, the setting and character. So obviously, this takes place in Silverbell Falls, which seems to be somewhere in New York State, maybe? It could be anywhere that gets snow in the winter. Well, they talk about upstate New York, so I don't know if they're still in New York or something. I don't know. Uh, so our protagonist... I like to think of it as like a snow globe place that's like outside of time and space that's just permanently Christmassy and everyone here. Because what 
I listened to the Amazon Book Club's episode where they read Christmas in Silverbell Falls, and it seems like everything in this series is like some heterosexual normie-ass couple getting together and one of them's kind of grinchy. Yes, that but, is exactly the whole series. Every book, like you said, Groundhog Day. Christmas it, Groundhog Day. Wait, Groundhog Day like, with a hat on the do groundhog. You get, do you get sent to this like purgatory if like you're a Christmas Grinchy type and you die without knowing it and you <laughs> have to move, quote unquote, to Silverbell Falls where you meet some kind of Christmas lover? That yeah. Put- yeah, it's like the Nightmare Before Christmas when Jack Skellington is walking through the forest and he finds all the, the trees of the other holidays and he gets sucked into the Christmas <laughs> one. Like, yeah. this is where you end up, this fucking place. But as punishment, because fucking simply having a wonderful Christmas time, you have a chance to hear that at all points during the year. Ugh. Something I try to avoid every, like, end of November through December. I, I'm just, just a minefield in every retail store. Oh, well, what about what about uh, Last Christmas? No, that's Mariah- a good one, Paris. <sighs> you like- I would li- I would like to hear Last Christmas all year, actually. I well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, ha- simply having a wonderful Christmas time is the fucking worst Christmas song. Yeah, so you're okay. right about that. But Mariah, can- but Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" is super annoying too. <laughs> I like to imagine there's a store somewhere where, like, every year they just pitch <laughs> her vocal track up like a couple cents until like 50 years from now. She's that store just has like this shrieking version of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." I thought you were gonna say. I hope there's a store out there that just plays all three of them simultaneously. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, no, that's a different store. Oh that's god. That's fuck you, it's Christmas the <laughs> store. And you you have to enter a maze to get out, like anyway. It's just all wreaths and uh, trees and stockings and elves and Ugh. tinsel and <laughs> fucking tinsel man. Get out of here. And like just children crying about a toy they really want and the parents threatening them that Santa won't give it to the you know Christmas Ugh, anyway so our main character here our protagonist is Bailey Walsh she is the office manager and you know receptionist at the vet clinic in Silverbell Falls uh Dr. Gavin McGuire is the veterinarian and owner of the clinic Hannah and Amber are Bailey's co-workers so also employees there at the clinic there is Matt, the homeless shelter manager, yeah. uh, and then Roger is a homeless guy who owns Lola, and Lola is a pregnant dog, and then she has puppies. There is also uh, Cooper. Yeah, Cooper right? is Gavin's dog. Gavin's dog. Uh, and that's that's it. That's um, all the people. There might be mentions of like someone's parents or like a Mrs. something that comes into the vet clinic. But yeah, who yeah. gives a shit? Hannah and Amber are barely people in this book, as well as Matt. It's basically Bailey and Gavin. That's it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a romance novel. It takes place in a fucking, like we said, Christmas snow globe hellscape. So, <laughs> you know, there's not going to be that much substance. But honestly, this was... Like, the main conflict in this book is so bizarre. I can't imagine any adults it's really having a conflict. A conflict yeah, so the whole so the whole conflict in this book is Bailey has been a resident of Silver Bell Falls her whole life and is super in love with Christmas as a result, and she wants to put up Christmas decorations, and so does so do her coworkers, because I guess literally the whole town is decked out except for the vet office because Dr. McGuire just isn't into Christmas. And so Bailey takes it 
like just to another fucking level extremely and, personally yeah and she was just like you you need to let people have fun and this is oppressive and but i'm just like dude if this owner of this veterinary office doesn't want religious holiday decorations yeah. up, like he doesn't, you don't. That's not a thing you can really argue about. And also, He's, if the rest it's the of war the war on Christmas, Paris. No, if it this is. dog, if this veterinary clinic can't have decorations up, then what's happening to our society? You see, <laughs> I'm not even going to consider anyone else that has a different holiday or maybe no holiday they like to celebrate over. The, the, in December in particular, you must have Christmas decorations up or you're Grinchin, a bad per. She, she calls him a bad person. Yep, yeah, yep. A bad person. Wanna, uh, he doesn't want to put up some fucking tinsel and wreaths. Like, he's her- out here, he's out here, like, helping animals every day and he's a bad person because he won't put a fucking tree up, Bailey. Yeah, it's, it's just really childish and weird. Uh, you know, and she's like, "Oh, you won't, you won't just meet us halfway." And I'm like, "Meeting you halfway doesn't mean giving in to you entirely. Meeting you halfway would be like, okay, you can put up generic winter decorations like snowflakes and you know wreaths or something, but nothing specific to Christmas. That put would your, be halfway. Put, yeah, put your stuff up at home where you live, and yeah. you have <laughs> there's not the public walking in and out of here all all day. Also, the whole fucking town is decked out in Christmas shit right now. Why is it such a big deal? If one place, if the vet office is, like, I don't... They're going to get, I don't know, like, snowball attacked by, like, Christmas spirit children. It's like Halloween, but, like, worse because it's actually ice going through your fucking windows or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, He's trying to look out for his safety before the fucking, like, kidnap squad comes through and throws a <laughs> Santa sack over your head. Dude, that would have made this book way more interesting if she was like, No, you don't understand. <laughs> the Christmas elves, they're coming. You have to at least have a wreath. If you don't put it up, they'll come. They, they they consider that an invitation, right? That's what I mean. Like that that would have made this so much better. I yeah. If uh, something yeah. actually went wrong, if something actually kind of went wrong in this book, because if, if something actually happened, right. yeah, yeah. Like that. So there's that conflict, and then there's supposed to be like the oh no, this homeless man's dog is giving birth. You know, because Gavin volunteers at the homeless shelter once a week to look after homeless folks' uh, pets, and. So it's like a snowstorm and everyone else is gone, but he and Bailey go and get this this dog who's about to give birth and they take her back to the vet office and of course they get snowed in. All the puppies are born. Normally everything's fine. Literally nothing. I, I thought at the very least it was going to be like, oh no, and one of the puppies died or the mom was dying or had something bad ha- no it's just a really easy dog birth everything's cool <laughs> like nothing really goes wrong even the part where the dog might have gotten out the dog didn't really get out it was a it was a love trap yeah uh oh and then so so yeah so that's pretty much it like they have an argument about christmas decorations bailey quits her job because Over she can't she- put up <laughs> decorations Holy shit. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'll just go to the other vet clinic across town or something like, something like that. She's just going to apply to other places. I'm like, you're really cavalier about just throwing a decent, seems like a decent paying job if you've kept it for a while. Also, I, I guess Gavin, like, when he bought the place, he just bought the employees too. Like, I, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, I guess. It's fine. Guess, if you, if they know the the town and everything, why not keep them? Oh, yeah, but it did seem... It did... The way it was said in the book made it seem like they were just kind of like accessories that came with the vet <laughs> clinic, like robotic clinic, staff. Buy a clinic, get three free, free employees. Yeah. 
holiday deal. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they get into that argument. She says she's quitting. But then at the end of the day, that's when the, the storm starts and they, they go and deal with the pregnant dog and they come back to the clinic and they get snowed in over the weekend. Um, that's the whole the whole thing. The, the snowing uh, in is just to like keep them in a confined space for a weekend. And we get like the whole domestic ass like and then they made breakfast together yeah. and then they watched Netflix for a couple hours. It's like oh. literally a play by play of some ve- like a very of some shitty date. Yes. Snowed like, in weekend but with like arguments about Christmas decorations thrown in yeah. and Gavin's caginess about not wanting to clarify about why he doesn't like to put up Christmas decorations but it's honestly kind of fair when you've only been fooling around for I don't know 24 hours. Like, fucking get off my back, lady. Yeah, I know. I mean, there are so... And even even the getting snowed in thing feels really contrived to me because, okay, part A, they live in a town called Silverbell Falls. It snows there a lot. You would think they would be prepared for heavy snowfall. The plow didn't come till, like, Sunday. Yeah, and I was Which like... Which is, like, of all the days for the plow to come... Yeah, it doesn't make wouldn't sense. Wouldn't Sunday be the one that wasn't it? Yeah, so it strikes me as strange that the town wouldn't be prepared for this. And it also strikes me as strange that Bailey, as somebody who's lived there her whole life, wouldn't just be like, oh, yep, just gonna strap on my snowshoes and head home. See you later, because, like... <laughs> I have that the gear seems... after living in Silverbell Falls my entire life. I should have right. snow gear. Um, it's it's not like it's, like, particularly freezing outside or something. No. I think. And and she and it's like she's because uh, she's talking about how she can't get home. She's like, oh no, my house is ten minute a ten minute drive away. And I was like, uh, okay, so you can walk home. Like I don't. What's that? that's like, like tops a forty uh, minute walk? Maybe, yeah, right? forty like, minute walk, maybe an hour if you really pushed it. But like I walk, I mean I walk to and from work forty minutes each day, and it's it's nothing. Like I know obviously in the snow it's you know I still walk in the snow too. You know it's a little more strenuous, but it's it's not that bad. I don't. I yeah, also like, like being the out the choice snow, was that so. either that or like awkwardly getting snowed in with your boss. Um, sounds like you really just wanted to fuck him the whole time. Baby. Oh which, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like she. I mean, like she admitted it. Like that's you know. I don't understand this thing in romance books where it's like they're having arguments. They were meant for each other. Like what the fuck? Like if. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't understand why they're so meant for each other because all they have in common is working at the vet clinic. Neither of them seem to have any hobbies. And I can I I know no, this because uh, Bailey bakes a ton of cookies sometimes. <clears throat> oh right, and Christmas because which she's he, a lady, like. and that's obviously what ladies do during Christmas. Oh no, but Chris, her father taught her how to change a spark plug. You shut your mouth. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That one line <laughs> just washes it all away. No, so yeah, so I don't understand how. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense as to how they're supposed to be so good for each other when they. I I don't. It's I mean, literally also like they watch Netflix, they get in an argument about the Christmas decorations, they bake cookies awkwardly, they get in an argument, they fuck. That like, and like all that keeps him bringing Bailey back to him is like she's a real jerk, but he's so cute. That's it. And I guess that he volunteers at a homeless shelter, which I, you already knew he like worked with sick animals. Why is it such a step? Like, why yeah. is the homeless thing? Is that why is that the thing that pushes you back over the? Well, I guess he's all right to fuck, even though he's a jerk to me a little bit about 
my Christmas dad. They're both jerks, honestly. He's kind of emotionally immature the way he handles things. Yeah, I mean, but I, I honestly identify way more with uh, the veterinarian, way more. I with do Gavin. as well. I do yeah. as well. Bailey, Bailey kind of sucks. Uh, but he like storms out a lot and like shuts the, you know, d- yeah, like, yeah. I mean, but the, the other problem is these characters have no depth. You know, every, it seems like every book is exactly the same. Because, yeah, I listen, obviously listened to the um, the ABC episode about the first book in the series. And they're all just cookie cutter, like, lifetime Harlequin ABC Christmas special characters. Like, <laughs> they only serve to play out a really low-level heterosexual romance between two very painfully average people. I don't really understand the appeal of books like this. And I, I probably never will, honestly. I just, like, for me, I get that some people want, you know, like, a cheap, <clears throat> quick you know, romance, but <laughs> when they're all when they're all the same, I just don't, I don't know, I don't get it. You know what, this, this book is like a romance pressure cooker recipe, or like a, <laughs> or like a hot pocket, oh. because, like, it's just something you throw in quick, just to get that warm cheese <laughs> sensation, it's, like, not as good as, like, a real pizza, or a real... Pasta dish with meatballs and marinara or whatever, which is the best hot pocket, by by the way, in no. case you need to know. It's meatball and marinara. I, meatball, <laughs> ma- meatball mozzarella. I'm sorry. I even got the flavor wrong. What's wrong with me? I really like how you said cheese sensation and not flavor. That's like the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, like, you know, the, the cheese sensation you get from a hot pocket. It's it's cheesy. There's something there, but it's just not like a real slice of pizza melted cheese or like right. in a burrito kind of thing. Yeah. It, th- that's all it feels like. It's just it's snowing them in, you know, getting it all really nice and tight in there so that they, they develop a relationship over two days and they fall in love with each other and they want to move in together because they had a couple arguments, watched Netflix and had sex a couple times. Yeah, I again. Uh, my problem, my problem with these books, I'm sure, which, or with a lot of romance plots, as I'm sure y'all will remember if you've listened to the show before. It's just that I feel like stuff like this kind of makes people expect that they expect to meet someone, fall in love like almost immediately, and and have a guy. Or I, I guess I'm speaking from a heterosexual woman standpoint, but you know, make you feel like oh. You're going to fall in love and this guy's going to like give you the fucking world on a platter and like want want to move in with you and say he loves he, you right away and <laughs> and he changed and, his one minor flaw for you. Yes, he put Christmas decorations in his home. You've changed him for the better. Good Isn't, job. Yeah, you you've done it. You you found the perfect man was just under everyone's noses because he wouldn't put up Christmas decorations so everyone ignored him. And then you were <laughs> the one willing to fix it and so now you're moving in above the vet office that you work in, and you'll never have to leave that building ever <laughs> yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, like how actually I was thinking about this and, and also feeling really horrified. I was like, wait, why would I want to fuck my boss? Wait, why would I want to live in my in my workplace? Wait, why would I want to live in my workplace with my boss? there's so many things here that just seem really bad they I, don't even do like risque no. boss oh, you know, dude, subordinate like dude, you, yeah and you know me like i don't even like i don't like reading about sex in books but this book was so boring <laughs> and just fluffy that i was like yeah bang the bang on the reception desk do like, it give me so, like no like christmas sex things or like puns or <laughs> yeah i i don't know i kind of i'm kind of glad i didn't have to read like his pine tree didn't need decorations Decorations, <laughs> or he jingled her bells all night. Like, yeah, I think I'm good without that. But, 
Uh, Not yeah. even like a quip about then they had to shut the dog out so he wouldn't watch or whatever. You know. Mm. No, what, I think what, he like... did push the dog a Cooper <laughs> once, actually. Get out of here, Cooper. So, yeah, I mean, and there's a point in the book where, where Gavin says that watching Netflix with Bailey, like having this weekend with Bailey or this night with Bailey is the best night of his life. <laughs> and I was like, does this guy have no hobbies? Has he never done anything fun? Like, like ba- Bailey just saves him with regular ass hanging out. I was like, dude, go for a hike, climb some rocks, go to a show, do karaoke for the love of fuck. It does knit a sweater. Imply- like, I'm God, I don't know. It does kind of imply that- that he has like no friends a little bit or something. Yeah, yeah. Cause Except he's... Cooper or whatever, because he was whole, like the whole deal with Gavin is he doesn't like Christmas decorations because his mom lost her job a bunch when he was a child and they had to like be homeless for stretches at a time and so he couldn't keep all his stuff that if he couldn't fit it in a briefcase. Which I don't know. Was that what the, the small homeless child was carried around? No, he said <laughs> with... suitcase. He said suitcase. Uh, okay, well. I mean, so he doesn't like to keep anything up because he's used to not having things up, which is, like, kind of reasonable if you grew up that way. Yeah, like, I, I mean, you know, it seems like he had a, you know, the whole, his whole, you know, tough, tough guy with a soft inside backstory is, yeah, he was uh, was really impoverished throughout his youth and his, you know, his dad left them when he was very young and he had he was homeless and, and then even when... He got older. His mom didn't stick around. She moved to Florida and left him to take out loans to go to college and fend for himself. And she didn't really want to have a relationship with him either. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, that's all pretty hard. Um, This brings me to the can we fix it section where I kind of feel like this book could have been fixed if it was more um, like Gavin's memoir about his time as a homeless youth and kind of included a commentary on the hollowness of American holiday culture. It actually might be pretty okay. And they could still keep the romance element, but it would have like way more substance to be more interesting. Uh, but that I would, I mean, that would require like a real, a real lot of reworking. So yeah, I don't think that would be allowed in this world because like commenting on the hollowness of the holiday culture would like render Bailey's whole argument kind of moot, right? Like, and that's not the point. This is the point of this. I think is to like really get balls deep into the Christmas <laughs> uh, vibe or what have you. So if you start talking about like it is kind of fake a lot of the time. That's that is the one thing that bothers me about the whole Christmas culture. I really like giving gifts to people. Oh, me too. Um, yeah. Ever since I got like a decent paying job, I Christmas time, I I just love spending it a lot on people, which might not be the smartest thing, but it's fun to you know see someone happy about something that you thought about them for. But I don't like the uniformity of it every year. It feels like you're trapped in the same... Like, it's always the same Christmas songs. I know people are trying to maybe make new Christmas songs, and they mostly suck. But maybe we can do something else with Christmas time music, make it more generally holiday... Like, I, I don't know. Something needs to change, man. It, it doesn't have to be the same 30 songs every year and the same kind of decoration. I guess, you know, it's the vibe. The decorations don't have to change much. I don't know what I want, Paris. Just why does it have to be the same all the time? No, I know. I I feel the same way where I I think the whole American holiday. I and I said American holiday culture because I feel like American ha- Americans have this really cultish kind of attachment to Christmas, Thanksgiving, um even even things like 
to a lesser extent, Memorial Day, Valentine's Day. There's all these holidays every couple of months. And I mean, I think it's the strongest with Fourth of July, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but all the other ones remain. (laughs) The trifecta of holiday power. No, it's true. Like, And there's this weird cultishness about it where it's like, if you don't celebrate these things and you're not a real American and you're not patriotic and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, first of all, (laughs) not everyone celebrates Christmas because not everyone is Christian. And I just, yeah, like you said, I just wish we could have more of a winter, generic winter holiday time where everyone is cool with snow and snowmen and hot cocoa and shit and like candles. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It would be much nicer. You could just call it like, you know, the new year is coming around. Let's all remind each other to be nice again. That's the title of my holiday. (laughs) I'm pitching that to you. It's very lengthy, kind of a mouthful. It's hard to fit it on all the cards and like decorations and everything. But trust me, I I think it would go over better in the long run. Um, as far as can we fix it, which was the original point here, I, you know, it, this is just a flavorless paste story that, once again, if you're, I guess your idea of injecting, a, you know, more of Gavin's backstory and a commentary on American holiday culture would give it something, but it's, this version is just, it's it's like those tasteless palate cleansing crackers you get at a wine tasting or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, this isn't, books like this just don't need to exist because there are already so many of them. I mean, if you even look at all the books, quote, Samantha Chase has written, they just seem like all the same book over and over again. Yeah, when does that end? Like, where? Yeah, and there are dozens, I mean, hundreds and thousands, or thousands even of people just like this. And so- sometimes these these authors, like Samantha Chase, is just a pseudonym for a group of people. Uh, like when we read the Warrior Cats books, we found yeah. out they're like written by committee. These, these are also that way sometimes. I don't, I didn't dig enough to find out if this is like a real person or not. Um. <laughs> we got to find her like Facebook profile or something and like really internet stock, try to figure out what kind of a person or people would write this kind of thing. Yeah. And well, the other, I think. Honestly, I think the reason that these books exist is because people can make easy money writing them. They're not hard to write. People will buy them for a dollar, you know, because it's such a low bar. What do you think the revenue for this is? I don't know. Apparently, these, these, like, romance authors or whatever can make some pretty pretty good side money. Um, I mean, I guess if you're not, like, putting real, a ton of, like, a ton of real hours into fleshing out backstory and figuring out something interesting, if you're just literally just spending a couple hours cranking out a generic Mm -hmm. Grinch is converted to Christmas cheer by the power of sex, like... Yes. Yeah, wait, yeah. But, like, not even, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even... (laughs) Maybe I'm a perv, but, like, if you're not going to give me, like, steamy Christmas sex, like, with Christmassy themes, or even the vet hospital banging on the exam room table, like, <laughs> animals, or, you know... Banging on point? animals? Chris, no, that's animal cruelty. The, the, the table, the, like, the animal oh. exam room table, please. <laughs> if, you, if they can't they can't talk, they can't consent, please don't. Don't oh, do that. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, I also don't really... Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, This for us, this is not something we enjoy uh, for a lot of reasons. It's not even the kind of romance I would, like, you know, maybe par- maybe I would like, I need to find a romance book that we I like. I think it's out there somewhere, like an actually good exploration of a relationship between two people, but why are all of them so problematic like this? I don't know, dude. I don't think I'll ever find, 
you know romance what? book. I'll, TBC I like. listeners, please find me a romance book with a decent relation, like a actually good exploration of that kind of a thing. Please, oh, I hey, would like maybe, to. Uh, uh, Ken writes books. Maybe check out some of his books. Okay. You know he, what? Maybe I will. Yeah, he writes, um, like, same-sex historical romance shit. Uh, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, that just popped into my head. Sorry, I'm talking, talking about Antiques Freaks Ken. Uh, he writes books, so. Maybe I'll try one and see if it's my, fl- I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm one of those people that, like, even if I dislike a genre of music, let's say, I'm sure there's one example in that style that I would actually enjoy if I heard it. I, I, I firmly believe that of pretty much any genre. Mm, I See, I don't. That's the thing. Like, I'm not... That's, that doesn't usually work for me, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I could ever really like romance plots. They're just... Yeah. They always end up like this, where it's just mm-hmm. like... And then I fixed him with the power of sex and just coaxing him a little bit with some emotional manipulation. This at one point, this isn't really what emotional manipulation, but she like, after one argument, she wants to get back together with him again. So she goes to the store to buy a bunch of bags and supplies for people at the homeless shelter. And she wants to show up when he would be there to like prove to him she's cool or something. Yeah. And also, don't don't you love how she's not actually helping the homeless no help she, the homeless. she's just yeah she's just trying to get more of that grinch dick yeah grinch dick <laughs> that that oh there's got to be a grinch porno out there right like there oh has to be. i i'm absolutely 100 percent sure paris chris is like uh i watched it last night thank you uh. <laughs> no 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 i'm all right that's not on the list uh <laughs> but anyway, yeah I'm, i mean yeah i i agree with you that it's just so it, yeah, it, it's re- a really, really bad example of how real relationships work. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I just want the fantasy. I'm like, yeah, but that, in- again, my argument is like that that informs how you think about the real world, especially if you're consuming a lot of these. Um, and I think people, yeah, people just hope that this is going to happen to them. And guess what? Your gorgeous, talented boss is not going to fall madly in love with you overnight and ask you to move in with him. And if he does... Be concerned about yeah, that. That's, maybe that's a red flag. That's <laughs> yeah, a red that's, flag. It's not, not a green a, or whatever no. the good flag is. I guess. But yeah, it's not a green. It's not a. It's not a green. I don't light. know if flags follow the traffic light rules or not. I. Yeah, we can use lights, but it's not a green light. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a solid red. Maybe a, ha- maybe a blinking red, but yeah, you know. you know. I mean, I guess. No, I I can't think of any situation where like asking to move in after a one weekend together is is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, hell, I've been concerned when I was when I've been dating a guy and he asks for that after like a month or two. I'm like, whoa, whoa, see you later. I've, I've been <laughs> dating weird. my partner for like a couple of years, and I'm pretty sure we're both still like, ah, let's let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I've definitely made the mistake of moving in with someone too early, uh, and yeah, it's not a good, it's not a good call. Don't do it. Right. I mean, do you have anything else to say about this? Mm. I mean, like, don't don't else? read it. There's no need to read this. Yeah, I mean, you can... unless you're oh, unless you're fucking unless you unless you unless this is gonna get you over your fucking Christmas edging. Like yeah, I, I don't like know. This is the final little <laughs> extra hard squeeze. So in the just the right spot. Oh to, God. Oh. <laughs> to get yeah. your Christmas nut. <laughs> oh Jesus! So gross. Yeah. Oh I, God! I... I'm Christmasing. Oh. <laughs> what? 
Okay, that was way funnier than I had any right to be. Um, actually, Chris, can you? Can I'm clawsing. No. Oh, Sandra. <laughs> okay, Paris. Oh, All right. Fuck. All right. Um, well, so- I think that you had a great description of of this book and the can we fix it section. You should. Oh yeah, I described it as like this is a tube of paste from a I'm on a space mission for a hundred years flavored kind of thing. <laughs> it's just the gruel of like bare minimum this romance went perfectly just to sustain you or you know, get you into that Christmas romance mood a little bit more. I it there's nothing here. There's oh, yeah. it's air. You it's, this person wrote air into existence and I breathed it in and it wasn't even as good as regular air. Not enough oxygen. Too much yeah. oxygen. So speaking of uh, breathing room here, we got a. This I don't think there's much else to talk about this book, and I figured this would happen considering how kind of short it is. Yeah. So I I uh, found something for us to do to fill the time. I'm really excited. Um, um I came up with a game here, a little bit ripping off an oh yeah dude bit, uh, but I think I changed it up enough where it's you know my own little remix here, um. Paris, I'm going to play a game with you that has nothing to do with Christmas or romance. This is just a complete non sequitur to <laughs> fill some airtime, essentially. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so it's called, is this a weed strain name or a Power Rangers monster name? Wow. This is going to be so hard for me. I'm, you know, uh. we'll see. Some of them come in pairs. Some of them, I, you know, I just wanted to do one at a time. Um, and I'm just going to pull randomly from these two lists I have, and you're going to do your best to tell me if you think it's a Power Rangers monster name or a Weed Strain name. All right. Um, your first one is Blueface. Uh, wait, we- Weed Strain or Power Ranger? Monster. Power Ranger monster. Oh, okay. I'm going to, yeah, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, Blueface Ranger. Uh, yeah, that, the. I'm going to say weed strain. Uh, what's your reasoning? Um, I'd like you to explain your answers. Show me your work, please, Paris. Okay. Well, I feel like a lot of weed strains have color names. Um, okay. I mean, fair assessment. So that that's drawing me that way. Um, and also, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the monster power, power monster rangers, <laughs> the power ranger monster names are less about color and more about features or animals or creatures so that's my reasoning okay um it's actually it's a power rangers monster name Paris. oh no when? um i look this up i could i i went to the master list at greenranger.com it's green ranger with no vowels so g-r-n-r-n-g that uh. they have a list of every single power rangers monster ever that's 1258 names long um you're not allowed to look at it until we're done though <laughs> Oh, I am looking at him. He's a mantis-themed monster. Oh, okay. If you're, it's only specific Power Rangers monsters, then fine. But please do not look at the broader list. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just looking at the wiki for Blueface because I was like, I don't... Okay. Um, okay. Your, your second name is Redheaded, Redheaded Stranger. If you're Googling it right now, Paris, uh, I, no, the, I'm not. I hear I'm, typing. I'm do not <laughs> cheat, Paris. I'm, I, Chris... I would never cheat. I'm typing it into the fucking Word doc because I want to remember this dumb shit. Um, redheaded Stranger. I'm going to say it's a Power Rangers monster. Uh, what is your reasoning? I, 
I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's okay if it's just gut. That's a valid reasoning, too. Yeah, I guess the inclusion of the word stranger seems weird to me, so. Um, it is a weed strain. Of course it is. <laughs> okay. Um, your next name is Shark Shock. Okay, that's a power monster. I mean, a power... Damn it. Power Rangers monster. Um, it is a weed strain. No! No! Why is this so difficult? <laughs> Wait, wait, what if, what if, what if some of these are both? I checked. I made oh, sure okay. I didn't, I made sure not to include something that was both. There were some things that were very, very close to each other. Yeah, though. yeah, because this is, this is hard because. For example, um, here's your first pairing. One will be a Power Rangers monster name. One will be a Weed Strain name. Okay. They are Claw Hammer and Nine Pound Hammer. Oh, okay. So Claw Hammer is the monster. And nine pound, nine pound hammer is the weed strain. Yes, you are correct, Paris. You have identified at least one of these. Okay, um, let's do another pairing. Actually, okay. Um, Ice Age and Permafrost. Hmm. Hmm. Ice Age and Permafrost. I want to see. Permafrost is the weed. And Ice Age is the Power Rangers monster? Correct. You are once again correct. You're really good with the pairings, I have to say. <laughs> this, I wouldn't say really good if we only have two items for our case study here, but, you know, I'll take the encouragement. Um, I'm going to switch back up to individual ones here just yeah. so I can yeah, this is hard. trick you a little bit more. Um, rude Elf. <laughs> okay. Rude, rude Elf. I mean, I... All right, I feel like I want to say this is a Power Ranger, but I'm going to say weed. That is a Power Rangers monster pair. Should have gone God with your gut. Should have gone with your gut. Fucking Christ. Okay, next up is Grape Ape. Oh, that that's weed. That <laughs> you got that one right. You follow your gut there. That's a weed strain. Did you no, know I've, that I've, one? Yeah, I've heard I've heard somebody say that before. That's how I know. Okay. Cuz I remember thinking how, how fucking dumb it sounded. Okay, your next name. I by the way, I have like a huge list. We you, we're gonna keep going until you say stop. Basically. Oh, oh no. Okay. I'm like, good thing I have enough beverages over here. Um, your next name is Raphael. Uh, Power Rangers monster. Um, that is a weed strain, Paris. How? <laughs> Raphael the weed. Would you why like does, some? <laughs> why does it just have a person's name? I I don't have that clarification for you. How about Dr. Grinspoon? Uh, uh, okay, Power Rangers monster. Weed strain, Paris. Oh, it's my God. Strain, what the fuck? Okay, how about... I'm so bad at this. Cavity. Uh, Power Rangers monster. Oh, you got that right, actually. I, I thought mean... that sounded more like a weed strain. Okay, all right. You're starting to get pretty good at this. No, how about... no, I'm not. How about Blazinator? Oh, come on. That's so hard. It has a weed I, term in it. How I, am I, I supposed to do It was the perfect mix. It was one of those ones that as soon as I saw it, I was like, this will get her. I mean, they're all getting me. I'm not good at this. Um, Power Rangers monster. Oh, you got it. It is yes. indeed. I think Blazinator is just a little bit too, like, the you don't want something too threatening. Although there are some weed strain names that are, like, Mondo Trainwreck Car Accident. Like, what? <laughs> there's definitely some, a weed strain called, like, Trainwreck and some other stuff called, like, 
will fuck you up a clock oh, or something like geez. that. Okay. I actually one that I didn't choose for this list because you would have been able to pick it out immediately. One was one wheat straight was just called fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a Power Rangers monster. Last I checked. Okay. Um, for your next name, we have Cinex. C i n e x. Cinex. Hmm. Yeah, I'll say Power Rangers monster. Um, that is a weed strain. All right, I'm going to give you, like, five more here, because we're going to play this game again, so I have all these Ugh, names on my so list. So painful. Uh, you're n- I'm not even keeping score, so our listeners can say whether you came out on top on this or not. Oh, I did. I am not. All right, your next name is Gene Guy. Like, J-E-A-N like, okay, Guy. Okay, okay, that was my yeah, I was going to ask for Denim Gene. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, has to be a Power Rangers monster. Nope, that is a weed strain. <laughs> this is so difficult. I know, it's impossible. How like about it's like like to, instead of the SATs, this is what they should make people do, because this is actually really hard. Okay, how about Babe Ruthless? Oh, uh weed strain. That's a Power Rangers monster. <laughs> Oh, man, this is so fun. Okay, you've got three more. Chris, you just revel in my failure. I it's it's. I just love the fact that it's almost impossible to tell between any of these. It's so hard. Why is it so hard? All right, hard? here's another pairing for you. Headband and forehead. F-O-U-R head. Uh, Hang on. Head Headband? Yes, and forehead. F- it's F-O-U-R? Yes. Oh. I'm going to say headband is the weed. And forehead is the pirate monster? Yes. You are correct. When All I put right. them side by side like that, you're actually incredible at it. I, I wouldn't say incredible. I've got <laughs> three of those right. All right. Um, let's give you three more here. Big Burpa. Big Burpa. Uh, Power Rangers monster. Oh, you got that one right. Okay, cool. I think you could tell that it was spelled B-U-R-P-A, by the way I pronounced it. So that might have been yeah. the hint. Okay, two more for you. Bio Jesus. Bio Jesus? Oh, that's a weed strain. <laughs> Indeed, I figured that one was a gimme, to be honest with you. Um, okay, last one for today. Um, there's so many to pick from. I, it's so hard to choose oh, one yeah. that's... Okay, this one I think is... is, a t- is I'll give you the tough one. Space Queen. Ah, it's a weed strain. Okay, you got that one right. All right. Yeah. So you, you ended on a high note, Paris. Uh, oh, wow. that I, I should just start giving you so rapid fire because there's so many well, items so, on this list. So there's there's twelve hundred fifty eight Power Rangers monsters, and there's Ugh. probably a comparable amount of weed strains. Oh, probably, yeah. Well, um, c- congratulations oh. on surviving your first Power Rangers monster or weed strain gauntlet. That's okay. Um, Well, yeah, since this is going to be a short one, uh, do we want to talk about... I know last time we talked about our Thanksgiving plans. Uh, Now we can tell people how those plans actually shook out. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean... How'd your mac and cheese go? um, It was a little underwhelming. I didn't do the cheese sauce right, to be honest with you. No, what happened? (laughs) It, like, didn't get creamy enough to, like, stick on top of the... The mac, so when, like, I put it in the casserole dish to bake, it all kind of just went to the bottom and got kind of, like, rubbery (laughs) at the bottom and melted together into, like, this cheese bottom to, like, and, like, most of the mac was covered in, like, breadcrumbs instead. I mean, if you made a cheese crust, that seems fine. 
that's basically what it was like, essentially. Wait, it did was you follow a, a recipe, though? Um, I followed a recipe, except the recipe was calling for, like, an eight-ounce serving. And I was like, I don't know if I should just quadruple everything here. I should have quadrupled it. Wait a second. Who's just making eight ounces of mac and cheese? I don't know. That's what I was confused about, too, when I realized just one box of pasta I was making was 16 ounces when I used two boxes of pasta. Yeah, that's really weird. I don't know who would ever make that. So I kind of bungled it my first time. It wasn't awful to eat, but uh, I could do better next time. I just need to learn how to make a roux nicer. Yeah. And uh, the the mashed potatoes I made came out way better. I knocked the mashed potatoes completely out of the fucking stadium. Damn. What did you do to make the mashed potatoes so good? You left the skin on, right? Leave the skin on. Nope. Oh, no. That's wrong. Leave the uh, skin on. Okay. Maybe I'll do that next time. But it was basically just an ass load of butter and salt and heavy cream and mashing it up and, and adding some garlic and salt and pepper until it tasted good, essentially. And uh, the cranberry sauce came out okay. The salad came out nice. Um, my mom handled the bird and the stuffing, which was pretty great. We just used turkey juice and flour to make the gravy, which was pretty delicious as well. Um, it was a pretty stressful couple weeks, though, because my house is currently skinless after some contractor woes. I'm oh, not gonna, oh, God. I, I, I hope someday you, you're out of your fucking NDA and you can tell us all. Yeah, about. like, you know, I don't want to give too many details on a public forum just yet, but it's been a nightmare. I don't have any siding on my house at the moment. Uh, we have a guy that's supposedly coming to fix it soon and put all the siding on, but we'll see how that goes depending on the weather. Until then, I'm just pr- hoping and praying it doesn't rain or snow that much. Yeah, P.S. It is winter. We have already had significant rain and snowfall since Chris's house has been skinless. So. Please no more. Just just <laughs> for a little bit, please no more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Oh God, I wish you could talk about some of the fucking bonker shit that happened, but... Ugh, how about your Thanksgiving, Barris? Oh, yeah. So I, um, like I mentioned on the last show, I went to a metal festival in Montreal. So I went to Mestamor. Um, this is the ninth edition of the festival. Uh, it was a good time. I went with my guitarist and a bunch of our other friends. Um, uh, I don't know. It was, um, it would have been better had we not stayed at like the Airbnb from hell. Uh, it was, the, so there were eight of us group and um, of the eight of us, Many of that group are, like, serious world travelers. You have some people that go to festivals, like, once or twice a month in various countries and, you know, other people that have traveled a lot. Like, I've traveled a fair amount as well. Um, And out of all of us, this was hands down the worst Airbnb any of us had ever stayed in. (laughs) So you can imagine. uh, Let me me set the scene for you. So uh, the festival itself, like, the first night on Thursday night, so on Thanksgiving, we drove up. Um, it was held downtown, like on the island in Montreal at Piranha Bar. Um, Ooh, is it full of piranhas that you have to avoid? Oh, there are piranha, yeah, in in the tanks under the bar. They they kind of looked a little sad though. I was pretty sad about them. Uh, yeah, it seems like a bad. I don't know why you would do this. <laughs> it just seems like a strange choice. And the bar itself was fine, you know. Um, so. Uh, but the main festival, so the next two days, Friday and Saturday, were held at Theater Paradox, which is in the kind of, not the suburbs, because it's still technically Montreal, but it's not on the island. It's like a half, 20, 20 minutes away. It's almost like if the main venue for a uh, festival was in downtown Boston, and then the rest of it was happening in Somerville or Medford, you know, uh-huh. uh, to give you a regional perspective. So we stayed closer to the second venue, since that was where most of it was happening. 
Um, so we get to the Airbnb and we're like, wow, this is across from an elementary school. That seems like a bad call. <laughs> um, Just all the people shit. in corpse paint outside after a school day. I mean, yeah. metalheads are nice. They're perfectly nice. Most of them. Some of them aren't. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, but the, our Airbnb was right across from elementary school. And, of course, this is Canada. So, you know, school was still happening. Like, people were still going to work because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving at the same time. So it was kind of weird. Uh, and we're like, huh. So it's on the second floor and there's a metal staircase outside. If you've ever been to Montreal or Canada, there's just a lot of... Uh, apartments like that where there's a metal staircase outside and the airbnb owners provided like no salt or anything and it was you know 20 degrees colder than here so we're talking you know single digits fahrenheit um and it was icy as fuck and we we're like we're gonna die on this stairwell so because you know being drunkenness plus icy stairwell like not a good, not it's a like good they're combo. asking for a liability lawsuit yeah there. i know and i was like i can't believe there's no salt or, or anything like no de-icer we we opened the door and there's just this straight shot hallway thin hallway and there are four bedrooms off to the side the bathroom and the kitchen and we realized there's no common room or living room there's no couch or anything so we were short of bed oh oh um, good yeah so i mean the first night it didn't matter because some people weren't getting there till the next day and someone else like slept somewhere else so it was whatever it didn't matter uh but luckily one of our our friends who is um coming later uh they brought a air mattress with them so they slept in the kitchen on an air mattress oh <laughs> um that sounds cozy <laughs> yeah so this isn't even this isn't even touching the, so all that would have been fine but then everything was covered in mold and smelled like mildew you know for that real homey <laughs> touch that real metal festival experience yeah. uh so like the <laughs> the bathroom was hilarious too so i mean chris you've been to my house <laughs> that's, that's a great description <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> check out our hilarious bathroom yeah. in this airbnb so, like, you, you'll uh, bust a gut just walking in here and then bust your guts directly into the smallest toilet in the no, world you'll bust your nuts walking in there because the four dudes that are staying with us are all well over six feet tall the tallest of which was like six seven or six eight so traveling with giants paris i know and the four yeah it was four four men four women and and actually two two of the women are pretty tall as well so it's like this bathroom i mean i have a tiny bathroom with like a tiny sink and a stand-up shower but it all it all fits in there this bathroom was tiny but they put like a regular size sink and like sink cabinet and I was like, why would you do this? So, so you, you literally couldn't sit on the toilet the normal way. And on the, all the dudes had to, like, have a leg in the shower to use the <laughs> Just toilet. get a nice little leg shower in while you're taking a dump. Right. You know, you want to be really clean. It's their version of bidet up in Canada. I don't know if you knew yeah, that. But it's right, yeah. from the shower directly into. You're supposed uh, to aim the shower head at your butthole yes. the whole time. It's so a Canadian every, bidet. Every. Everything is falling apart too. Like it's obviously not a clean or nice place. And like I said, it just smelled like wet dog the whole time, which is a smell I actually detest. So I was extremely unhappy. Um, but I, even despite how gross the place is, I'm like, well, I'm still gonna shower because I love showers. Hot showers uh, are, you know, life giving. And you know, the water was at least hot, so I was like, yeah, I can take a hot shower. And I like standing in the shower, and I look up at the shower head. And it's just, there's just mold in it. So I was just taking mom mold showers and for a couple mold days. mold cleanse. <laughs> Get the fungus all over you so that it can eat all your skin. 
And, and then yeah. you'll be forever clean. I think, and I think like three of the four dudes just didn't shower because they were, they were so big for the shower that they, so the shower stopped before the ceiling and they just were way over the shower. <laughs> so they were like, this is not, and also the shower was so tight that like even I was, <coughs> even I felt kind of constrained in there and I'm a five foot tall, 140 pound woman. Like I'm not big and Ever, a lot of other people in the group are larger. I was the smallest of the group, and I felt kind of, you know, <laughs> shut in in there. Uh, oh, oh, right. I forgot the best part. When I went to open the shower door, it was a it's a standing shower. It had a sliding plastic door on, like, a curved track. And I guess the door wasn't on the track, right? So when I went to open it, the shower was on, but the door just pushed, like, inward, almost like it was on a hinge from the top, and just water sprayed everywhere, and the door was, like, flapping around. <laughs> you know, so stupid. Just, you want to get all the mold water all around everywhere so that you get a real good <laughs> really skin-eating experience, so it eats all of the skin off of you. <laughs> well, okay. And That's then... a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, and then the kitchen. Oh, the disgusting kitchen. So one of the reasons... Fresh mushrooms daily. (laughs) One of the reasons this Airbnb was selected was because it supposedly had a fully functional kitchen because, um, you know, there was plans to make huevos rancheros uh, and make a big breakfast like on the second or second day. And I was, uh, I ended up becoming one of the... You know, the, the kitchen helpers. I was a sous chef, basically, because we had our our friend uh, who was used to be a chef before, so he was doing most of the work. So I was like, I was in charge of you know cutting vegetables, basically, and like getting everything together. And we realized that everything in this kitchen is vile, and we can't use anything without washing it first. And then we go to wash everything, and we notice that the sponges are so disgusting, we can't even use the sponges. So we had to just wash everything with our hands and and fingers and, like, scrub everything. Yeah, you know, the less bacteria-laden things, people's fingers. (laughs) Well, I mean, in this case, yeah. Yeah, you know, I would trust them more. Oh, my God. So, so... Where and there's also not enough supplies. You know, after you cleaned yourself with the mold shower, your fingers are super clean. <laughs> yeah, and so after, yeah, so anyway, so we wash everything and then we realize we don't really. There's not actually enough stuff in the kitchen for all of us to eat at one time. So it was like somebody would finish and then wash all their shit, and then the next person would eat. Oh my god, it was so stupid. Um. And the knives, oh my god, I've never had such a bad experience cutting vegetables before. I had to put so much effort into just cutting a jalapeno. I was like, oh, <laughs> put my shoulder into it. Like More crying than an onion cutter guy. I, oh. I guess sous chef was also the name for that guy. Yeah, it was, it was just stupid. It was stupid and funny. Uh, and that place sucked. And... Um, yeah, we just were like, you know, we, the person who booked it, we were like, hey, dude, you got to leave a bad, you got to leave a bad review, like an accurate review, because this, people need to be warned about these conditions. Yep. Like, it is not cool. Uh, and the one half of my bed kind of smelled like pee. So that was fun. Great. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a wonderful holiday trip to me. <laughs> I will say uh, it was nice because I ended up getting a room to myself because people were being weird about sharing beds. So fuck it. Uh, so I got to read a lot of my Malazan book, which was nice. Um, and, of course, the festival was great, but, I don't know, it felt a little rushed because it was, like, 
again, almost a gro- Groundhog Day scenario, except you're trapped in a black metal snow globe instead. Okay, um, Paris, would you rather live in that Airbnb forever oh, no. or Silver Bell Falls oh, forever? My, oh, my God. That's a... Make your choice. This is a horror... Chris, why Before are you... Before I send you there, no. <laughs> presenting me with a, a litany of horrible choices today. Weed mm-hmm. Strainer, Power Rangers Monster, Silver Bell Falls, or that Airbnb in Montreal. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I think I like cleanliness a lot, so I don't know. I don't know if I could hang with that air. Actually, no, because you could fix the Airbnb. You can't fix a Christmas town. True. You have to make a choice eventually, Paris. That's that's the choice you get when you die. Turns out. <laughs> you know what? I'd you stay have in to the Airbnb. One. I'd stay in the Airbnb because I could just bleach the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the hell version, there's no such thing as bleach anymore. Uh. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, um, anyway, the, oh yeah, the festival was great. Uh, some highlights were um, Cult of Fire, uh, Mayshrin, I, I don't know. They made up the word. Like I said, not sure um, how to pronounce it's it. It's paper mache, Paris. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, seeing Ancient was cool. They played for a really long time, though. Oh, seeing Samael play a bunch of selections from uh, Blood Ritual and Worship Him was super cool. Uh, I hope I look as awesome as the frontman for Samael when I am old. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, unfortunately, Make a Change, Kill Yourself was a little underwhelming. And so was Angantir. And I learned at the festival that Angantir and Make a Change, Kill Yourself are made up of the same people. And I had no fucking idea. So. Oh, they just like shuffle around. Do they even bother to switch instruments or anything? No. Um, but the thing that sucked, though, is that Angantir, I was really looking forward to them. That's a really good way to double your revenue as a touring yeah. band. Yeah, it really is, honestly. Um, I was looking forward to them a lot. And then um, they so they suffered from lack of second guitar player, uh, uh, which yes. is, you know, and they also suffered from the every time <laughs> Every time someone takes a solo, it just thins out a whole lot. Uh, it's just, yeah, it just was, it really lacked, it really needed that. Uh, it also kind of seemed like they maybe I don't know, maybe didn't prepare very well. Um, and the bassist was kind of putting like more into stage presence and having a good time than actually playing the instrument. So if you don't have a second guitarist and your bassist is fucking off, then you're kind of Yeah, it's not a good combo. The, you got to yeah. have that other guitar player to cover you if you're going to be a wonky bass player. <laughs> Yeah, so it was, I don't know, um, it was a little disappointing. I'm still glad I saw it, but, you know, uh, and I don't know, Make a Change, Kill Yourself, I think it's just the kind of music that you can't really enjoy when you're, like, having fun at a festival. That's, like, the kind of music you listen to when you're really sad and alone in your dark room. It's oh, you don't like. say with that kind of name? You don't say. Yeah, 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 it's not really, yeah, so it was It was just, like, the wrong place, wrong time kind of a thing. I think that they performed fine, Cause, because, strangely... When they performed as Make a Change, Kill Yourself, they had another guitar player. And I was like, guys, That's guys, the difference. They all kicked him out to do the other bands. Yeah, I was like, why couldn't that guy have helped out with Angantir? I don't I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, other uh, Monarch was great. Uh, Q-U-E, not, not Monarch with an exclamation point. That's a different <laughs> band. Um, I was, to be honest, the first night, I was too drunk to really remember seeing the two bands I really wanted to see the first night, so I made sure to not make that mistake for the rest of the festival, and I was really glad I did. So, All right, well, um, sounds like you had a semi-decent experience, at least, and thank you for sticking around for Tabor Book Club just tells you what they've been up to the past I couple mean, weeks. I mean, whatever, like, people, a lot of, we've been on the air for, Chris, 
we are approaching our fifth season of this oh, show. So God. I think I think people are cool with hearing about some shit that we're doing. Um, I don't think I have anything exciting otherwise. I mean. Nope. I'm still working on a bunch of projects, but I'm just going to shut my mouth about those until they're actually worth talking about. Uh, I only know about one. You have another secret project? Uh, yeah, I've been. Not really, but there's a couple things I've been tossing around. Graveworn stuff, other music stuff. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I just got same old, like, Consolium's just working on a full length, and it's going to take a long time. I mean, got, we got the annual New Year's party coming up at our place at Heavy Metal House, which is, mm. you know, always a fucking righteous time. Uh, we were losing a floor this year, though, so that's going to be kind of tough. But All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway... How about we close this up? Wrap this gift up for our pay- uh, listeners and patrons. They get to wrap- listen too. It's not like a separate thing for them. <laughs> wrap this up and put it under the shit tree. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. This is a real like lackluster episode, guys. It no, it's is- not. No, don't. I mean, hey, don't denigrate it before it even gets out the gate, Paris. Oh, it just feels like I'm just ending this episode like, oh, God. Why- what did we just talk about for an hour? <clears throat> but... Anyway, thank you to all of you who have stuck around, and thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you, Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, D, Jared, Lynn, Sina, Jakob, Torben, aka Duck King, Bobby Blackcat, Ayame, Jensina, Mayo Cat, and Elliot. Um, sadly, the Radio Public Paid Listens program has come to an end. Aww. So we will no longer get any pennies from you playing us on the Radio Public app. Uh, you know, thanks a lot to everybody who's done yeah. that so far. We got, Thank you, you know, very much for doing that li- thing. Got a little bit of money from it. Uh, and honestly, I didn't expect it would run forever because I'm guessing Radio Public has become a more popular app and they probably just can't afford to keep doing that, which is fine. Um, it's still a great podcast app. I still use it every day. I don't I don't hold anything against them for ending the program. Yeah, uh, I think it was a, it was a cool idea for while it lasted. And, you know, we got a little bit out of it. So, you know, thanks anyway. Uh, but if you want to help support the show... You can, of course, become a patron. You can head over to patreon.com slash join slash terrible book club. Um, and you can choose to become a dollar a month patron, $5 or $10 a month. Um, obviously, the $5 and $10 a month options have way more stuff. Um, the $5 a month level is probably it's like the real sweet spot where you get to enjoy special video segments and download audio tracks where Chris and I watch movies or TV show companions to books we've read on the podcast. So, you know, and kind of hang out with us in a way, I guess. Um so yeah, that's cool. Uh, you can also leave a review anywhere, whether it's iTunes or some other platform, and you can just share episodes and links to the show on social media, or just tell someone else to listen to it. Uh, so remember that we enjoy interacting with you, so you can always reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, or you can send us an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. Um, yeah, yeah that, we really love interacting with anyone that decides to message us, oh, like let's no. say on Facebook, which we'll I'm sure get to eventually. Not today, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had we were contacted by another author, so we'll we'll discuss that next time. Uh, we haven't responded yet, so you know we'll get around to that. Yeah, we'll get around to it. But uh, shit, I feel like I was going to say something, and now I don't remember. No, no, that's the end. That's, that's it. it. That's we, it. That's the it. bow is on the gift. Put it under that shit tree for in the land of Christmas lifetime movie forever world cheer. Oh, thanks to the Amazon Book Club for reading yes. horrible garbage with us. Yes. Go listen to them, too. They're red. They are. All right. If that's it, Paris, then uh, see you next time. Bye. Farewell. Farewell.